The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of the panel discussion, your home for comic book talk every week right here on the BICBP radio network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts doing a, yeah, like I said, a special bonus episode in the, uh, in the theme of our Spooptober Horror Month uh, that our, my co-host Greg Knowlton has pretty much coined for this show. Um, I got an opportunity, a really cool opportunity to, to speak with the local here in technically Western New York. Um, <laughs> but, uh, this man, Michael O'May is teaming up with Pickman's vinyls and Mike Alvarez art to bring a new line of horror minifigures called Monroeville minis. And we are with Michael today. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You've got to be feeling good. Uh, your new, your new minifigure line drops this week, uh, Friday, if I'm uh, correct. Yes, we have a limited sneak preview release uh, this Friday for hardcore collectors that is a uh, glow-in-the-dark colorway, which uh, I've kind of discovered is a big deal in the minifigure community. So we've got a really limited release this Friday night, uh, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, so uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, and uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, you showed me, uh, you gave me a little sneak peek of, of the figures, and they are just, I mean, absolutely amazing. The detail is phenomenal, and there is a big market for this. Uh, I, I see it everywhere. Uh, and this line of figures specifically is based off of, uh, well, inspired by Monsters in My Pocket, Muscle, and George A. Romero's Dead Universe. Um, I mean, just a fantastic line, and, and I'm really, I'm very impressed with it. What is your... Uh, kind of process how much do you put into it because obviously you're teaming with a couple different uh people here um but what is your part in all this exactly yeah sure um so you know like a lot of us i'm a collector of toys and uh you know if you're a comic book fan you've got marvel legends and any kind of fandom there's toys for it now so you've got funko NECA, mcfarland things like that and uh i've been collecting my whole life uh, it's just always been something I loved. And um, tell me if you do this. It's late at night, you can't sleep, and you start thinking to yourself, oh, what if they had a lineup of this? So I'm just going to make it in my head. You know, it's cool to think that if I had my own toy company, I would do, uh, you know, these Marvel characters, or I would do, like, this is my favorite lineup uh, for, you know, pick any team, whatever, just to kind of pass the time, or you're filling out a roster in Mortal Kombat. Take your pick. Uh, it's always been like my way of counting sheep to kind of fall asleep at night um, to just run through little fantasy lineups. And uh, I'm a huge collector of toys. Um, So I kind of ran into Pikmin vinyls uh, because they are part of the underground minifigure community. There's a whole huge network uh, in the shadows of toy collecting of these guys that just make minifigures of whatever they like. And it's sort of, uh, you know, sharing your passion. And Pikmin was making uh, minifigures for the John Carpenter's The Thing. And um, he had the spider head in particular. So if you've ever seen that movie, uh, there's an awesome scene where a guy's head rips off, grows spider legs, and runs across the floor. 
before uh, Kurt Russell sets it on fire. And um, it always got me thinking that, like, man, that'd be great to, to do that one of these days. And uh, I just kind of built up the courage. Uh, Josh, the guy who runs Pikmin, um, I got a hold of him on uh, Facebook, and I just said, hey, how much does it cost? Uh, what's the process? What would it be? And uh, he was very forthcoming with me. And uh, I was kept in the back of my head that, well, this is how much I need if I want to do something. And um, with my background uh, in kind of uh, retail and merchandising and logistics, I was always planning like lineups and presentation and like, what's the best way for me to sell this? I didn't actually have uh, the sculpting ability to make things that look as good as him or uh, draw as good as Mike Alvarez. And uh, one day I kind of just got hit hard by the midlife crisis bug. And it was like a now or never thing. And I just made the Hail Mary. Um, I begged and pleaded with my wife, you know, would it be okay if I just spent this money and took this chance? And I have this very detailed plan of exactly what I want to do. And I think Dawn of the Dead would be the best property to kind of flesh out a whole year of product. And um, I brought my plan to Pikmin, and he actually thought it was a good idea too. So um, I kind of took over for the creative direction. We got a hold of Mike. Mike did the artwork, who then we kicked it back to Josh, and he's a crazy talented sculptor. And uh, lo and behold, we have minifigures, and we're just bouncing ideas and colorways and you know do we want this release to be this color do we want to have interchangeable heads um you know what kind of promotions do we want to have what do we want to do to hook the fans in and get everybody excited about it and um that's where we are right now it just this you know the fuse is lit the bomb's about to explode and um you know this friday they're going to drop and we're going to get an idea if uh this was a horrible plan on my end or um people are as excited as I am to have, you know, minifigures inspired by Dawn of the Dead and, you know, all the great things George Romero did. Yeah, I mean, he has a great, he, he built up a great universe to, to really take and, and, and inspire, I mean, things like this. Um, so you're, this is your first, this is your first opportunity, really. Is, is that what I'm understanding? First shot and at making this? toys. Uh, yeah, this is, okay. this is my first go around. Um, I've always been an active part of the toy community. Um, you know, just a, a very huge fan, if you want, even want to give that a title. Um, but I've never had the money or uh, the wherewithal to make my own toys until now. Um, so, yeah, I've always known the process and uh, was into it so much that I spoke enough of the language that the transition wasn't too hard. That's good to hear. So, what is, I mean, technically, what is the, the process uh, of making these minifigures? I, I'm sure you don't want to give all your secrets away, but, but what really goes into uh, to putting these things out? Well, um, you know, uh, what we're doing is we, we're doing them in, like, quarterly chunks. Uh, and I'm by quarter, I'd say, like, four months. Um, for a yearly quarter, it would be three, but that's it's kind of details that aren't important. But, uh, you know, we make a plan for we're going to do this many figures and uh, we're going to do a monthly release. Um, and what we do is we sculpt it out. We get all the details exactly the way we want it. And I kind of I have a hands off approach with artists. Um, you know, I'm trusting their instincts to kind of present to me the best product. I don't want to nitpick and say, like, can you 
change this, can you move his ear over here? Nothing like that. If in their heart, if they understand the property, uh, I trust in them to kind of give me the best product. Um, and from there, you know, Josh is he's sculpting these in monster wax. He's casting them. Um, he runs some tests, get all the kinks out as far as the sculpting goes and the casting process. And then from there, we have our molds and uh, it's off to the races and we make them one by one, one at a time. I mean, we're not a factory. Um, <laughs> it's just one guy in his apartment, you know, pouring resin, waiting for it to cure, doing the paint washes, you know, then we're bagging them up and we're getting them ready to go out the door, which is, I don't think we're going to have 5 million customers out there that want these, but that's also the reason why when people do these, there's such small limited numbers because they're so hard to make. Um, you're doing them by yourself in your garage, in your house, you're inhaling fumes. It's crazy. Um, but you're limited by, you know, how physically fast one person can work and uh, how many molds you have. So that's kind of the process of, of what we have. I mean, there's, there's way more to it, but uh that's the cliff notes for sure. Okay. Um, so what, uh, I mean, I guess we can go a little bit before this process. Um, cause obviously horror, the horror genre is, is obviously intriguing to you. Uh, where are your beginnings with this, uh, this, this genre really, uh, where do you remember your first, uh, like, Whoa, you know, I really like this kind of moment. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so I'm an eighties kid. We're all eighties kids at heart. It, it, the very least, but um, back when I was younger, uh, you know, VHS was king, and my parents were very specific in that, like, you can watch anything you want, just not this stuff, and uh, my mother very specifically pointed out her copy of Nightmare on Elm Street and strictly forbade me from putting in the VCR and watching it, like, whatever <laughs> you do, you're not going to watch that, and of course, the minute she turned her back. Um, I popped it into the VCR and I was hooked. Um, and then from there, it was kind of whatever I could get my hands on without parental supervision. Uh, so it was like Saturday night, Friday night, uh, horror movies on USA, and then, you know, Monster Vision and things like that. Um, I mean, I'm so old. We had uh, TBS had Al Lewis presenting like 70s monster movies and things like that. I would watch anything I could get my hands on. Um, but this is also kind of the day like where mom and pop video stores were king. And it was really easy for me, even as a kid, to just walk into a video store, rent anything I wanted. Nobody cared. Um, and that was also my parents' way of babysitting me. Just, you know, fine. Let Mikey just get Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's not going to do anything for two hours. Do it. <laughs> we don't have to worry about him. And it just became an obsession from there. Um, you know, picking up Fangoria, Gore Zone magazine, uh, old issues of famous monsters of film land at garage sales. Um, and then things just got worse when like McFarlane's movie maniacs came out and, uh, you know, horror collectibles actually became a thing. Um, there was just, you know, it was like two great tastes that go together for me. And, uh, there was no stopping me at that point. Okay. Do you have a, what's your, uh, is, is George Romero's kind of universe is dead universe kind of like your favorite or do you have a, do you have another favorite that you, Oh, it's, it's not a living dead. It's okay. my, my favorite horror movie for sure. Um, you know, I knew if I was going to do this, I would kind of like to do something that I love and I'm not going to spill the beans of other movies that I'd like to kind of make stuff inspired by because I like to surprise people. But, um, if I'm successful down the road, everybody's going to see my plans. Um, but not living dead didn't necessarily kind of have 
the fun, colorful cast to fill out a whole year's worth of product. Uh, but Dawn of the Dead, to me, did. So uh, I decided to start there and kind of once we're done with Dawn of the Dead, I don't like to do things in piecemeal. It. Like, you know, let's just do a little bit. We'll come back to it in a few years. I wanted to get it done right the first time, uh, you know, for the fans. So they, they feel like I didn't leave a stone unturned. I just want to get it all done with and then move on to other aspects of the Romero universe. Um, so I started with Dawn of the Dead. Um, yeah. Great one to start with too. Great one to start with. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little birdie told me you used to, uh, you're a former writer for a magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should I plug that magazine? I don't know if, um, you want me to name drop. But, yeah, you're allowed. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. There's no restrictions yeah, I, here. I, I used to write for horror hound magazine. Um, I've always, you know, you're a fan of things, so you dabble and, uh, I consider myself an okay writer and um, I got a job reviewing a uh, movie came out about um, let's say 10 years ago called uh, Let Me In, which is based on um, a Swedish film and the subsequent book that that was based on. I had read it and uh, they wanted my review real quick. And then it kind of, they gave me the opportunity to uh, write a few more times for them and I screwed it up hilariously. Uh, just kind of being naive and not knowing the process and getting a little drunk on thinking that I'm this great writing guru when I'm, you know, writing pro bono for a a horror movie magazine. But um, (laughs) I've written for websites. Um, I've taken, I've taken my chance at movie scripts. Nothing has ever been made. Uh, So that tells me that they're probably not very good, but you know, you're a creative person you want to create. And uh, if you don't have, the money to make a movie, you write a movie, uh, you know, or you, you write about them in uh, horror magazines. So yeah, I uh, work with horror hounds. Um, I hope I'm still friends with those guys. Uh, you know, I, I talk to them from time to time, but I don't think they'd ever let me write for them again. No, oh, that's that's unfortunate. Um, but, the, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're on to bigger and better things. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there is something very fun about writing. I've just started to get into it myself. Uh, I host a lot of podcasts, uh, and one of them happens to be in football. And I work for uh, I do I cover the Buffalo Bills uh, through Bills Wire through, uh, via USA Today. And I just recently started writing articles, and and it, it it's addicting, and it it is a lot of fun to be able to express yourself uh, through that. Have you ever maybe started, like, considered starting up your own horror-based magazine, or do you think, like, magazines are outdated at this point? Um, you know, magazines aren't outdated. It's more like uh, that flag is on the moon already. There's guys that are doing it better than anybody else, and I don't think I could contribute anything that hasn't been contributed before. So, I mean, the king of the ring is horror hounds. They, they are the best that's out there, and I don't have – the contacts and the resources that they do so you know if i was going to do it what could i can contribute to it that they haven't done already and you also have fangoria you also have uh room org which kind of does its own awesome thing and then fangoria is kind of still out there uh as a a direct-to-order magazine and there's always hundreds of little startups and i've written for i mean more than horror hound there's a, a few kind of startup magazines that i wrote for and you're writing for the experience. You're not getting money doing it. You put a lot of time and energy in your heart you know, into these projects 
uh, only to not get paid for it. And, you know, I, I've got a, a wife and a daughter and I only have so much free time. You kind of get to that point where it's like, am I doing the right thing here with my time devoting, uh, you know, 24 hours of a week, giving uh, a breakdown of Friday the 13th part two, or, you know, the right. top hundred characters in horror movies or, uh, you know, an in-depth review of Toxic Avenger Part Two, whatever you know, I you name it, I've written about it, and you know, in writing for websites, it's the other thing. I barely made a dime. I was getting like free DVD screeners or merchandise for a lot of time, and I was kind of putting in there, trying to cut my teeth, become a writer, and then I kind of realized that I was being taken advantage of, um, and just got burnt out on the whole process. Uh, yeah, sure, I'd love to make a, a magazine, but um, if you found me 10 years ago and you sat me down and said, Hey, do you want to make toys or do you want to make a magazine? I'd probably pick the toys and I'd pick them again now um, yeah. because I'm doing something that nobody else is really doing. So it, there's no competition and it's new ground to kind of be dug and uh, I can contribute much better when there isn't a thousand people out there doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. So uh, that's my thought on it anyways. Okay. Um, no, that's a great point, too. Toys are, I mean, great. Every, there's so much collectible stuff out there now with Funko Pops and, uh, you know, Lego minifigures, just just so much stuff. Uh, and, and you can really tell everybody gets to really put in a creative input with it. Um, with your Monroeville minis, how much uh, how much really creative outlet do you, do you personally get? Tons. Um... You know, I'm like, I'm not physically sculpting them. Uh, I consider myself an okay sculptor, but I couldn't ever come close to what um, Josh does as far as sculpting goes. And same thing with art. Um, I, I'm nowhere near as talented as Mike Alvarez, but they are so open to anything that I have to tell them. Um, I mean, they should be, I'm paying for it, but uh, <laughs> they're they're super cool. You know, and uh, Josh is put up with every little tweak that I've asked for you know, just like, Hey, can we change this color? Uh, can we do this? And, you know, sometimes he doesn't trust me, but he tries it and it works. And sometimes I don't trust him and he shows me what he's talking about and it works great. Um, and, uh, I, I was telling, I had this conversation uh, with the guys a few nights ago that I associate colors in my mind to characters in the movie because I've seen it a hundred times and my brain is sort of just, I have a color associated with this character or that character in my brain it makes no sense, but I shared it with them, and then they, we did our work of the characters in that color, and lo and behold, it works. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's because they have that colored pants the whole movie, or there's a scene where there's a color in the background, and my brain just associates it that way. Um, but that's yeah, kind of the thing, the creative process that we go back and forth with. Um, I had an idea for, you know, changeable parts, and at first there was some resistance, and we tried it, and it works. It's awesome. Oh, um, good. Which is you know, which is something that people don't do with minifigures. They're usually just one solid hunk of, you know, resin. So um, it's good. It's a, a back and forth, and uh, it's a good creative process that way. Um, and I get to just make plans and plans and plans, you know, 10 years into the future of <laughs> stuff that I want to make that maybe I never will make. Um, but now that there's that little crack in the door that's open that I kind of have hope that maybe someday I could do them. So yeah, it's fun. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's this is this is really cool, uh, and I, I think what you're doing is great here. You're, you know, following this dream of yours, and, and you have some great people. It sounds like you have some great people that you're working with as well that are helping make it a reality. I hope, I hope, ten years down the road, you're still doing this, man. This is, uh, yeah, I this is this is great, and I'm I'm looking forward to see how it, you know, how it's. I, you know, I hope yeah. ten years from now, I, I'm doing something really profitable, like the bills. <laughs> you know, or something that that's just fueling all my pet projects in the background. But um, it's kind of cool that uh, I actually did it, not just talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a big kind of a, deal. It, it's easy to be a nerd and have pipe dreams and um, not follow through with them and tell everybody about them or this big movie you're going to make someday or just you wait. But uh, you know, actually taking that first step is the hardest part. Yeah. You aren't kidding. I've, uh, I've seen too many, too many people with big aspirations. They never went through with them and spend the rest of their life kind of regretting it. Um, but very good. All right. Uh, I appreciate your time. This is uh plug in any of the websites where they can order it times, any info. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I sent you the link. So if you guys have a website, they'll be up. Yeah, I will post that. You, you go on Facebook and just search Monroeville Minis. You will find our Facebook page where I will interact with you directly, answer any questions, uh, up-to-date news, and uh, links to the website. It's uh, just do a search for Pickman's Vinyls, and you'll bring up our big cartel page. Uh, and we don't sell just uh, Dawn of the Dead stuff. Pickman sells pick a property he's got his fingers in it he's just done uh evil dead 2 legend so he's got uh tim curry as darkness this big awesome satan um he just did a limited release for slither critters um kermit the frog uh skexies from dark crystal um so he's definitely got his own thing going on and he's still making awesome stuff for the thing um if he feels like making it He'll do it. I mean, the man's crazy. He made uh, a Wilford Brimley diabetes collectible. Figure. Yeah, I was just—I was just about to say that's. I love that one. I'm about to order one as soon as we get off the phone. That's awesome. Uh, I joked with him <laughs> one day. I was like, "Hey, man, you should do a, a blood sugar test, Wilford Brimley." And he was like, "Oh my God, that's the greatest idea ever!" And he cast it in clear plastic and squirted a little red dye into it, so it's literally diabetes the figure as wilford brimley which which is bonkers that somebody actually was crazy enough to do that but you know what better joke than wilford brimley saying diabetes <laughs> doing it so that is awesome man i can't thank you enough uh for taking the time out of your i mean big release on friday um this episode is going to be up tomorrow so it's you know it's yep. it'll be a day away uh so, yeah, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Thanks for talking with us, plugging it. Uh, I'm glad that our mutual friend Art kind of enlightened me to this because uh, stuff is really cool. And okay. I'm going to support. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to buy one, my friend. Uh, this is really, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, any uh, any closing? Yeah, absolutely. Any closing? Any closing yeah, statements? Uh, I mean, the fans out there support me. Uh, look forward to big and better things uh, coming for me. Bigger and better. 
it's not just going to be Dawn of the Dead. It's going to be anything that I like. I am just going to go crazy and make Wilford Brimley's until my head explodes. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff you guys can look forward to if I'm successful. I love to hear it, man. Best of luck to you. Right. Best of luck on this you release. Too. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Take care, Matt.